this is a hot take. And if my investors are listening, like, so what? I don't work after 5 p.m. every day. But I also don't feel guilty about that because I know that I come into work every day in the morning and I give it my all. What's up, everyone? That was Amanda Getz. And this is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and executive chairman of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, my personal audio diary where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. Today, we have another guest journal. I am passing the mic to Amanda Getz. She is an incredible founder and just an incredible person. And she has such a clear idea about how to be a great business builder while also living a life on her terms. Let's hop into it. Hey guys, it's Amanda Getz, founder and CEO of House of Wise, empowering women to take control of their sleep, sex, stress, and wealth through luxury CBD products. Your upbringing in a small rural town has completely informed your ability to live intentionally. Tell me more about that. So I grew up in a town of 800 people in the middle of central Illinois, surrounded by cornfields. There is one school for the entire county. I remember my parents being like, I don't know how to apply to college. Good luck. Like, pick whatever you want. And that impacted me a ton because growing up in this town where two people went to college, maybe from my graduating high school class, the thing that motivated people, because people still loved their life, but none of it is what surrounds me today living in New York City for the past decade and being a founder for the second time and working in corporate America. Like my motivations are so different now than what I saw as a kid, but yet people were happy. And my dad, he started his own company. He's the town plumber and electrician. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom, but helped him with the business. Watching them find balance. And my dad coached every single one of my sports teams. He was the high school golf coach. And yet he built a company and he put my brother and I through college and he never sacrificed. Like Thursday mornings, he went to golf. Sunday mornings, he went to golf and without apology. And he also never apologized for working late. And it was always around like when he was present, he was present and joking, but when he was doing something else, it was unapologetic. And I just found that life, like to me, that's my homeostasis, which is being unapologetic for living a life that makes it work for me. That includes self-care and workouts and being with my kids. And I think as a founder, it's really, really been impactful for me to say, how do I make a culture for a company that can be a billion dollar business and raise VC capital, but also say, we are going to have four day work weeks. We are going to make sure that women are thought about in the structure of the days. Like our core working hours are only going to be when school is in session. Things like that, that make it work for women so that more people can feel like it's not an, a zero sum game. So in previous conversations, you've called yourself a fun robot. You need to tell me what you mean by that. A big part of me being able to live and do all the things that I do is a lot of introspection of how I tick and what makes it work. And I spent a lot of time actually doing like gut microbiome research and doing tests 
because I do have a ton of energy. Like every single day I wake up and I'm like, what all can I get done today? And so I learned like I have high cortisol levels, which can also lead to adrenal fatigue. And that's how cannabis is a big part of my life because it actually helps to balance my cortisol levels and helps me to like recharge when I need to recharge. But what I learned a lot about what makes me tick, it allowed me to structure my days in a way that was for maximum impact, not maximum effort. Those two things are very different. I can get eight hours of work done in four hours. I've watched other people work. I know that I'm really good at focusing. I know that I can hit flow state very easily. And I don't feel guilty about that. Like if I'm done and I get everything I want to by one o'clock, I'm not going to sit there. I worked for Ernst & Young. I sat there and watched many people tinker on their computers until eight, nine o'clock just because the partner was still in his office. They were not doing shit. But I was like, I'm not staying here. I'm not all about optics. I say I'm a fun robot because every day I, I have a very systematic view of my day with strict boundaries. My team knows that I don't take meetings before 11 o'clock because from eight to 11 is my offense time. That's the time where I can reach flow state the quickest. And I know that that's when I'm gonna push a lot of things forward that I need to do. And then 11 o'clock is usually when I come up for air, I recharge, I get food, and then I head into my defensive time, which is I finally open my inbox. I finally like accept meetings that need to happen. When people need stuff from me, I open Slack. Then around 3.30, I have seen the proof. My cortisol levels do start to drop around 3.30. Everybody's like, oh, that's when I just need that second thing of caffeine. Newsflash, if you drink caffeine at 3.30, it's going to affect your sleep cycle. The half-life of caffeine is much longer than you actually realize. And even though you may fall asleep, you're not getting good quality of sleep. And so you have to figure out how your day, like that 3.30 drop, go do something that's actually going to re-stimulate you. That's fresh air. That's a walk. That's exercise. Do it naturally because then you'll actually fall asleep, but get a better night's sleep and you'll find you won't crave that 3.30 caffeine the next day. And so I've learned to just optimize my day to hit my like physiological ups and downs. So around 3.34 is when I go for a run. I do a personal training session with my trainer and then at 4.45, I take a shower or a bath, depending on how stressed I am. And then I have to go into mom mode at five. I found that that's been my hardest transition of all my transitions, though, to go from being on and talking and making decisions. When you're a founder, you are making decisions about everything and every decision feels huge. Then to have to decide, what do my kids need? What are we going to eat for dinner? Like that is hard for me, like full stop. So I found that my commute time when I would normally be on the subway and I would put in my headphones, I'd listen to music, I'd absorb other people's energies. I don't have that anymore. I work from home. And so I found that going into the bathtub at like 445 and I now call it my commute bath where no one can talk to me before then. I literally watch TikTok for 15 to 20 minutes and then I come out at five and I'm a whole new person. I've let my brain decompress. And then I go into mom mode. That is my time where my kids, they may not get a four hour a day mom. Like they just don't, but they get two hours of a really, really present mom. 
because I know I've gotten all the things I needed to done for that day that is feasible. And so from five to seven is like full on, what do my kids need from me? How can I show that I'm present in their feelings and emotions and staying curious about these humans that they are becoming? And then at seven o'clock, we start bedtime. And then I go to bed every day at 9 p.m. Like that is a non-negotiable for me. By 8.30, I'm taking my like sleep gummy and I have 30 minutes to read a book, wind down, listen to music, stretch, do what I want to do. And when you zoom out, like that's only about 30 minutes of me time. So this is a hot take. And if my investors are listening, like, so what? I don't work after 5 p.m. every day, but I also don't feel guilty about that because I know that I come into work every day in the morning and I give it my all. And that's where that idea of like balance versus intention really comes in. Balance is not a thing. I cannot be a good mom and a good founder and try to date and take care of myself. Those are all not happening at the same time. And they may not all happen in the same day. But when I'm doing something and it's in front of me, I'm giving it 100% of my attention. I've optimized so I can give it 100% of my energy and put it all into that. Same with workouts. Like if you're an athlete and you don't think about your nutrition and what's going to replenish you and recharge you so you can, when it's time for a game or a meet or whatever, you're giving it 100% and you know you've trained for that. I view every day of life like that. Like you are training so that you can have the most efficient and effective day. That's kind of how I think about my life. You've developed this process of living intentionally literally over decades. But for people listening to this show right now who are starting from square one, how do they go about starting to live an intentional life? First of all, it's being able to manage expectations. And that's to the people around you in your life and to yourself. What does that mean? If you're lonely and you want to be dating and that's a big gap in your life, but you're like, I don't know how to do that. The way you do it is you communicate and you manage expectations and you wake up every day and you say, is today going to be a really crazy day where I'm going to be pretty emotionally unavailable? Communicate that. Say it to your team. If you are struggling and you haven't worked out and you feel like you're you haven't taken care of yourself communicate that need what is surprising is the second you communicate something people are people people have empathy in them they will say let's figure out how to make this happen for you and most of the time the only thing stopping us from getting what we need in a situation is ourselves because we don't communicate it we expect everyone else to magically know that we're burnt out that we need a workout in, that this meeting could have been an email. Like we want people to kind of just like get inside of our heads, but the work is really in getting out of your head and verbalizing. That will put you so many steps closer to a more intentional life. This all sounds so simple, but most people don't do it. Living intentionally is about realizing that balance isn't realistic, but living intentionally is. And it starts by communicating what you want from yourself and from others. So now I want to hear from you. Do you believe that balance is a fallacy? Do you believe in living intentionally over living with balance? Why or why not? Shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com with your thoughts, and I'll reply with my thoughts. As always, thank you for listening and catch you next episode. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. 
It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. 